0: Hey everybody, it's your host Hampton Dortch with another bonus episode here. Uh, the reason I'm making this is because I hit 10,000 followers on LinkedIn uh, yesterday, I believe, and it is not all about followers by any means. I know people with 500 followers that I learn way more from than somebody with 50,000. It is definitely not all about that. However, it's important to me because LinkedIn has become honestly a big part of my life over the last year or so. I've met some incredible people, learned some incredible things, and I think it's partially set some of the trajectory of my life in a couple different reasons. So this episode is going to be telling you five lessons that I learned from posting on LinkedIn every day for a little over nine months. Um, I'll share some pros and cons as well and leave you with a couple of challenges. So it is time for you and me to wake up and post on LinkedIn. I'm kidding. Time for you and me to wake up and lead. So quick story here. I um, have had Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff growing up. And uh, when I was a junior in college, I deleted it all. So in like 2018, 2019 or so, and I just thought that it was toxic. And honestly, this is a lesson um, that I learned. I basically down on anyone that had social media because the story that I was telling myself was, oh, well, they just care about self-promotion and they're all doing it for themselves and they're putting on this facade. And really it's because that's exactly what I was doing when I had social media. And so I deleted it because I realized at that point in my life, it was toxic. And so the mindset I had is as I'm watching everyone else like grow and get more followers or whatever, um, I was like, well, if they're doing that um, and I chose not to do it, then then they're wrong. And that was just like my own pride and um, definitely came out of that. But um, the, uh, when I first got back on social media, it was like at the end of 2021, which was LinkedIn. And here's how it happened. Our VP of Ops, Corey Tao at WildSpark, Wild um, came to us and said, hey, LinkedIn is um, a, a place where there's just lots of opportunity. And I think you can grow personally and professionally, and this may be something for us to look into, and he gave us a couple case studies of other companies doing this. All that to say, um, I dug around to try to find my LinkedIn password, and what I realized is um, I am in software sales. I'm an account executive, um, and what I realized is a lot of software sales reps post on LinkedIn as if it's Twitter. Like, And I used to think that posting on LinkedIn, it was like, oh, well, if you get a new job, you share that you got a new job. Or if you get a promotion you you share that if you're starting a new company you, you you share that or you share hey we're hiring but and maybe someone would post like hey um this is what my company does if you're interested but what i saw is a lot of these people oftentimes accounting executives sales reps posting things like um about their family or about you know work-life balance or, or i like calling it work-life integration or what they were learning during COVID. and i think this really took off as people started working remote, um, this whole like social selling, personal brand era. And honestly, I thought it was dumb. And the reason I'll say that, here's a tip. People criticize most what they understand least. I had no idea what people were doing. And as I saw people starting to build these followers on LinkedIn, I was like, chill. Like, why, why are you doing that? That's so cringy. And deep down, the root was, I was scared to do it myself, and so I wanted to hold them back with me. When people expand their box, they will get persecuted oftentimes. They'll have people that praise them as well, but I was one of those people that was like, why are you doing that? That's so silly. And then all of a sudden, Corey Tao came to us and said, hey, I think you guys should try this. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm only like 23. Like Most of these people are older. What do I have to share? What do I know? And he basically said i'm not going to like require you to do this but i think if we do this as a company it could be really impactful and not just for wild spark like if anything it's it's for your own personal growth for your own connections as well and so um one of the first lessons i learned is when i have when i'm formally leading a team one day if that happens i want to empower them as much as i can and a great example of that is what Corey did for the wild spark team where he said hey these other companies have started posting on LinkedIn um, just about things that are important to them. Like, And the goldmine for us is that we're a leadership development company. And so it was really easy because I'm passionate about that already, but it's also the company I work for. So I started doing that. And you know, some of the things that have happened is like increase in sales for WildSpark or like increase in different meetings or I've just met a ton of different people through it. And so there's lots of benefits for why you do it. But this would not have happened if it weren't for Corey saying, Hey, let's give this thing a shot. And so what we did was for October, November, December, it was like a 90-day challenge. We posted um, like three times a week, connected with a few people, and we're supposed to comment on a couple of things, and it went really well. Um, But then I realized something. So what I realized is I was actually starting to really enjoy this. It was fun to start writing and maybe really think about what I cared about. I was meeting other people. I was booking meetings for WildSpark, and it was just it was something new. It was, it was different. It felt different than other social media. So when January hit, I realized the big hitters on LinkedIn were posting every day. And I said, well, I'm the most extreme person I know. That's my greatest strength, also greatest weakness, I'm trying to be aware of that. Um, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to post every single day. But here is lesson number two. And I learned this um, from Craig Rochelle's podcast. But a lot of times in life, we wait until we have all of our ducks in a row. And first off, that probably will never happen. You'll never know exactly you know, what you're going to post on LinkedIn, exactly when, how it's going to work. And so my advice is if you wait until you have all your ducks in a row, whether it's LinkedIn or anything else in life, it will likely be too late or it will never happen, whatever it is. Oftentimes, it takes getting started to realize where you're actually trying to go. So I had no idea what my goal was with LinkedIn when I started Hardcore in January. In fact, it is currently almost October of 2022 and I still have no idea where I'm going. Like I'm posting about leadership and I'm posting about failure and some funny stories and sales and all that, but at the end of the day, it's like I don't have this clearly defined goal. I'm just showing up authentically every day and meeting people and realizing that this is a, a, a global network that is just, it's a stewardship thing. Like I see it right there in front of me. I'm not saying everyone has to do it, but if you think that I have my ducks in a row, I promise you I don't. So remember lesson number two, if you wait until all your ducks in a row, it'll likely be too late. So for lesson number three, I'll start by sharing a few things I noticed. When I started going all in in January, there was a lot of people that were um, you know, you kind of find yourself in these communities of other people that are posting and you're messaging each other, you're getting on calls with each other, kind of networking and you're supporting each other's content. But along the way, there's a lot of people that have, that have fallen off. I, I, I haven't heard from them that they've stopped and that's, that's nothing against them. That's totally fine. But some of the predictions I have for as to why that is happening, um, is a couple of things. Um, I think that people, um, might be takers more than givers. And so um, if you're showing up and you're just trying to book meetings, you're just trying to sell, it's not going to work super well. You've got to show up, engage with other people's stuff, get to know them, know their story and focus on giving more than taking. So that's one thing I noticed. Another thing is I think that people Um, Didn't really have a system. Like for me, it's like I'm going to write my post 99% of the time the day before. And when I wake up the next morning, I literally have it in my drafts and I just hit post. I think a lot of people wake up and are just kind of seeing what happens. And that's fine if that works for them. But I think not having a system um, does not really go well for most people. But the real lesson, and this is really what I'm going to hit on, is lesson number three, people prioritize intensity over consistency. And it needs to be the opposite. You need to prioritize consistency over intensity. I learned a lot about this principle from Teddy Mitrosilis. He is amazing on LinkedIn. Follow him. He's uh, episode number two of this podcast. But here's the thing. I think that um, the reason that gyms are completely full at the beginning of the year uh, is because people try to have all these habits. And so what they do is they go to the gym seven days a week, go super hard, get burned out, they're super sore, and then they quit. Or with LinkedIn, what I would see is people would post like several times a day or they would clearly be spending like three hours a day on there. And then maybe after a week, two weeks, a month, two months, three months, I think they might find themselves discouraged because maybe they're not getting the level of engagement they wanted. Maybe they're not meeting the people they wanted to meet. Maybe they're not um, selling what they were hoping for. And so they quit. And so my advice is you must master the art of showing up. So you got to pick consistency over intensity. And here's how you do that. A lot of times people aren't making their habits small enough. So I learned this from Teddy too. I think a lot of this is coming from atomic habits. But if, if you are struggling to show up every day, whatever habit it is, you've got to make it small enough. And then if it's small enough and you still don't do it, you just simply don't care. And that should be telling to you. So for example, the gym, it's always easy to talk about that. What if you said, I'm going to do 10 pushups every single day? You're going to do that. And if you don't, that just means that you simply don't care. And then over time, you will build and say, okay, 20, then 30. Okay, now I'm going to go to the gym. Now I'm going to work out five days a week, six days a week. With LinkedIn, I while I think the key is posting as much as possible, meaning like within reason, like once a day or something like that maybe start by showing up and learning and commenting on five people's posts a day and posting three times a week. And once you prove that you do that, ramp it up a little bit. People just burn themselves out and they're not mastering the art of showing up. So whether it's LinkedIn or anything else in life, the key to success and basically everything is some form of consistency. So just remember, whatever it is, make it small enough at first and just become the kind of person that reads, that goes to the gym, that posts on LinkedIn, identify with that, and then you can work on, you know, becoming an expert from there. All right, a brief intermission from the lessons is going to be me sharing exactly what I did. So if you're listening to this and you don't really care about LinkedIn, maybe you can skip to this part because I think the lessons could be valuable because they apply to other things. But if you're a big LinkedIn person, I think this could be helpful. So here's what I did from going from something like 2,000 followers to 10,000 in nine months or so. Um, I posted every single day. I talked about leadership development, personal development, sales, failure, habits, consistency, grit, wild spark, family, marriage, my dog. So, I mean, I think like you definitely want to find a niche or a niche, however you say that. And I think people would say that I talk a lot about leadership um, and and leading without a title and things like that. But, um, you know, anytime you talk about like family or something like that, that's going to help as well. But if you're all over the place, it's kind of hard, so you definitely want to niche down a little bit. Um, Here's some things that I did every day, though. If someone comments on your post and you do not comment back to them, you are wrong. Now, I know that like it's kind of seems silly, like if someone says, this is great, and then I just comment back and say, thanks. Look, at the end of the day, you're lying if you're not trying to get more of an audience. And so by commenting more, one, someone took the time to read your post and comment so thank them for that try to make it meaningful i've been convicted of that in the past by just like basically saying thanks or sending an emoji as my comment just to add another comment i don't want to do that but just acknowledge that they comment but then also the algorithms it's just going to help you by commenting more just being honest here so do that next if someone comments on your post and this over time, especially as you're getting more engagement, is difficult to do. And for those of you listening that know me, I don't, when I don't do this to you, I'm sorry, but I try to click on someone's profile and see if they posted. So if someone comments on your post, literally hold the command button on your computer and click their profile and click that on everyone that commented on your post and then go comment on what they did for that day. And I don't do this perfectly, but I did that literally every day for six months. And that more than anything is probably what grew because people knew that I was going to show up. And this might seem like shallow of like but but here's the thing. There's people that know way more about leadership, that are way better writers than I am, but at the end of the day, like they're not giving. They're just like posting and ghosting, I guess. And and maybe you don't like the way that LinkedIn works, but at the end of the day, if you're engaging and showing up for other people, they're going to show up for you. Don't post garbage, but like at the end of the day, like if you did post a piece of garbage, If you show up for other people, they would probably still comment on your stuff. That's just kind of the way that it works. Um, Next, I followed really big accounts and left extremely meaningful comments on those. When there's gonna be a post that has thousands and thousands of views, if you go on there and leave a comment that's basically a post in itself, you'll probably get like 10 people following you from there. Um, Another thing is like people ask me if I'm just spamming connection requests because you can do that. And, um, if I've sent you one with no context, then, um, I'm exposed, but I really didn't just send out an enormous amount. I definitely though, definitely in the beginning when you're starting, that's important. Um, especially to, uh, people that are active on LinkedIn, send them connection requests. I would personalize it, especially in the beginning, as you grow more and get more followers, I think people trust you more just if you just send them a connection request, but I wasn't just like spamming those to necessarily get more, um, followers. Uh, Another thing I did is I did fail Fridays. And so I talked about failure. Here's the thing. People connect most over brokenness. So you don't have to talk about like all the amazing things that you do all the time. Like say I literally messed up and here's what I learned or talk about authentic failure. Check out my podcast with Matt Letourneau. Say I failed and I'm just trying to get better. I think if you are real with people that really resonates. So whether you're talking about failure or just something that like every week you That's like your post, like on Wednesday, you you post something special, like come up with something that like you're doing specifically. Next thing, this has literally become a passion of mine. I started referring people to each other. So there's like five or six people that have like gotten jobs and like side gigs because I've known them and referred them to people that I've known. It is so much fun and so rewarding to do that. And I don't do that to get anything in return, but what I have found is as I've done that, things have come my way. So if you know someone that could help someone else, introduce them. That's the whole purpose of LinkedIn in the first place. Um, I did quote virtual coffees. It it takes time, but, and you can't do it with everyone, but meet with people for 15, 20, 30 minutes, get to know their story, ask how you can help them. Like you don't have to sell them anything. Just get to know people. Um, another thing is I talked about this earlier. I wrote my post the night before, then I would have no excuse. I'm waking up in the morning. I'm going to post anytime from like 7am to 9am. So right at the night before, just be ready. Um, And then I remembered like my why. I don't want to sound cheesy, but again, I don't have all my ducks in a row. I don't know exactly the purpose as to why I'm posting on LinkedIn, but I do know that if I'm showing up authentically and talking about things I care about, it's probably not going to hurt me. And so if I'm just posting to post and it's like a chore, I think that's another reason people get burnt out. But I know that Um, where I want to go with my life, even though I don't know exactly what that is, LinkedIn is only helping me and I've used that as motivation to show up every day. Lesson number four, it is all about who you know. This used to bug me because I thought that it was unfair um, that some people have access to certain things and the reality is that it kind of is, but LinkedIn is a stewardship thing. If you give, and show up and are authentic there are so many great relationships that you can form that just will serve you so well and and here's an example i have a running list on linkedin of 26 people currently i probably add one person every week or two weeks it's just called good connections and most of these people are executives at companies that if something bad ever happened to me or i I needed work or something I'm calling them and I think that they would help me like on the spot. And these are all people that guess what? Not a single one of them lives in the state of Alabama. So LinkedIn is a global network. I know people from out of the country, but even like any major city in America, if I land there on a flight, I can ask one of these people to go to coffee. Like I'm not I'm not bragging here. This is just out there for all of you to to get like so People used to talk about like, oh, networking is important. And I used to roll my eyes in college of that. But like LinkedIn is the way to 100X your networking. I'm telling you. So another way that it's helped is now that I know these people, for example, I messaged someone the other day and said, hey, I saw you're connected to this chief people officer of this thousand person company. Can you introduce me? And they said, sure. I had a meeting book with this person in five minutes. If I cold called them a hundred times, they would never answer me. And so... I'm just leaning into the power of having these connections. And again, you have to be authentic. If you show up and you take, 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 it's not going to work. You've got to be like others focused. You have to give as well. But when you really do build these, these connections and these relationships over time, it only helps you. Lesson number five, it doesn't matter how wise you are if you don't have a loud microphone. Now, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me caveat that. There is a podcast called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. It's about a church that like um, got super big and then it all fell apart. And the leader of the church said that he could not be mentored with someone who had a church with less church members than him. He basically said Tim Keller and John Piper can't mentor me because their churches are smaller than me. And I think that is one of the more foolish statements I've ever heard. So let me be very clear in saying your identity has nothing to do with how many followers you have. And there are people in this world that have huge impacts that are not on social media at all. However, here's an example. There are people that I see every day that post incredible things on LinkedIn about leadership and habits and serving other people and building community and sales. But the thing is, is nobody's seeing it. And the reason is because they're probably not engaging with other people. And that's just kind of the reality of LinkedIn. I think there's other social media platforms like YouTube, for example, or like TikTok, where you could post things and the algorithm's going to help you to where like other people may find it. But the way that LinkedIn is, and I kind of like it because it basically gives everyone a chance, is that like, you have got to engage with other people in order to get more engagement, get more followers, and ultimately have a louder microphone. And so I just say all that to say this is a stewardship thing for me. I'm not trying to like build my name. That's not why I exist. Um I, I serve the Lord. I think I've been very clear about that on my podcast. And I do want to be very careful that like social media doesn't become like an idol or something in my life but I will say the level of impact that I've been able to have, um, just more opportunities have opened up because more people know who I am now. And so that's a big reason why I've leaned into this because a lot of the things I was trying to do before weren't working until, unfortunately, the way the world works is if you have a certain you know, amount of numbers next to your name that gets you in the doors to places. And I never wanna judge people by that. I wanna be very clear about that. But I'm just saying, that it has been very helpful as my quote microphone has gotten louder. All right, I'm going to give you all some pros and cons of LinkedIn, because a lot of times I post about how great it is, but it is is difficult. It is challenging and there's a cost that comes with it. So I'll start with um, some of the cons I've realized. Social media can be extremely toxic. And when I first started on LinkedIn, I was kind of justifying. I was like, "This isn't social media; it's professional." Look, it's social media, and social media at the end of the day is self-promotion. It really is. And so, that has been something that's hard for me because, like, I don't I don't exist to build Hampton's kingdom. I've already learned that in my life before. I'll tell y'all more of my story some other time. Um, I, I really do serve Jesus. Like that that's why I exist. Um, and so, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting balance. Um, because social media is kind of built for you to say, look who I am, look what I do, look at my life, look how much more successful I am than you. <laughs> look at this trip that I went on. And I think with LinkedIn, that's where I, I really have leaned into talking about failure. But as my mentor, Matt Latino talks about authentic failure, I don't just want to say like, here's what I learned, but here's how amazing I am for overcoming this challenge and learning it. So just know that um, I mean, there are toxic things about social media, and LinkedIn falls in that as well, like comparison. Um, so, want to be mindful of that. It can also be wildly distracting. Um, ask my wife; I, I, I could have been a better husband over this last year um, if, if I probably had zero LinkedIn. Like at times, like I'm just I'm being completely vulnerable. We talk about this a lot, and so like I've had to create boundaries to say like when I get home from work. I'm not going to be checking that. I'm going to put my phone away because you, um, as my wife and any other family or friends I'm with, like you are more important than that. Eric McKee, somebody I look up to, he posts on LinkedIn a lot. He's got a lot of followers and he says he always wants his influence and impact to be better like in his in real person, real time community than online. And so that's something that I always think about a lot. I don't want to be distracted and enslaved to my phone. It also does feel like a chore sometimes. Um, So that's another con to it. Um, But that's kind of with anything that you're trying to grow with, there is no easy button. And so in order to master the art of showing up, in order to be consistency, some days you're not going to want to do it and it feels like a chore. Um, But I just think that the pros for me at this point outweigh the cons. And so I choose to continue showing up. Um, There's also forms of anxiety that probably come for some people. I mean, it's happened for me as as well. It's like, what am I going to post about? Are you getting imposter syndrome? You're like, what in the world am I doing? Why am I posting on here? What's what's the goal here? Um, so that can be part of it as well. I just think boundaries are really important. I think having community is really important. Having people that are reading your post that you actually um, equip to give you feedback to say, hey man, like I, I, I don't know about that. Or um, what did you mean by that? Or I might change this next time. Or even having people asking me, like my mentor asked me like, are you being a more intentional husband or a more intentional LinkedIn poster? Um, and so just having some boundaries and some community around you, for me, has has definitely made the cons still worth it. I'll jump into the pros next. You've probably picked up on a lot of the pros of posting on LinkedIn, but I'm just going to rapid fire some of these for you. Um, number one, sales. I mean, I've made 100 cold calls a day, every single day for a year. I'm not going to lie, I was pretty good at it, but it gets exhausting and I'm booking way more like qualified, meaningful meetings through LinkedIn than cold calling people. Um, and so as I'm more active there um, and talk about my podcast and talk about leadership, people are clicking on my profile, reading about me and they're like, sure, I'll give this kid 15 minutes. So it's helped a lot with that. Next, it is world class networking. It is there for the taking of. Um, and I talked about this earlier, but it's just like some of the people that I've met never would have had access to them if it weren't for LinkedIn. Um, It is insane branding for you or your company. Like for example, WildSpark, um, between me and a bunch of the other people that post, people tell me all the time, dude, y'all are all over LinkedIn. And like, there's only a couple of us that post, but if you can get a few people from your organization on board, it will help you so much with sales and internal recruiting and other forms of marketing. And so that's been a huge one. Next, I've made friends. I could talk about networking, but I have made legitimate friends that are um, people that I'm like, whenever I'm in your city, I am going to get coffee with you. Or I may even come visit you. Like I text people. I'm in a group of guys um, that we like message on LinkedIn every day. It's incredible. Um, There's new business opportunities. So my um, advice I got uh, was never be better at posting on LinkedIn than you are at your actual job. And so I, I, you know, my main job is being an accounting executive at Wilds Park, and I love my job. It's so much fun, but new business opportunities. I mean, I've gotten some chances to make some money on the side here and there through speaking engagements or some mentoring, coaching opportunities. Um, and so you'll never know what would come up from that. Um, next, like I talked about this a second ago, but like speaking opportunities um, I've, you know, I'm, I'm talking to this uh, community here in the next couple of weeks, and getting just talk about some of the things that I've learned about leadership and things like that that never would have happened without LinkedIn. Next, approval has been an extreme idol in my life for a long time, and posting on LinkedIn has allowed me to ditch that because when I did that, there were people that were like, "Dude, what are you doing?" And so that's where I got to say, like, "I think this is going to be good for me. I'm going to put myself out there and not worry about anyone thinks." And so it's a daily opportunity to say. Do I care about what other people think or do I care about what I think that I should be doing? Um, And then finally, one day I may want to own a business one day. And this is a cool, unique opportunity to work on building something. Um, That's one thing that I had no idea going into it. But just like building a following, building some sort of brand, building a message, it makes you really learn what you care about. All right. So now that I have officially hit 10,000 followers, I have a huge announcement, um, something really big. I've been excited to tell you guys about. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Nothing's changing, uh, at least for now. I'm going to keep doing my thing um, and just keep building. I, I am, uh, as, as my friend Aaron says, his community is called Building in Public. I'm building in public. I don't know what I'm building, but I'm building something I'm learning in public with this podcast. Um, and I just, it, it means the world for those of you, that are along for the ride. I mean, this is, this is so much fun. And here's the thing, like my identity does not rest in those 10,000 followers. Um, A prayer that I actually say a lot that really helps me understand where my heart is and where my motives are is like, God, if you want me to delete my account, I will do it. And I could not be more serious when I say that. And I'll be honest though, it is hard to say that. And when it's hard to say that, that's when I realize, I'm like, okay, is this is this an idol in my life? Like is building some sort of influence or having a certain amount of followers, is that where I put my hope in? Because I've done that before. I've done that before in different areas of my life, and and it doesn't make you happy. I mean, there was even a time a few weeks ago, I was like, man, I hit 10,000, that's going to be cool. And here I am, I feel the exact same. And so I'm going to keep going because it gives me more opportunities and more impact to share hopefully a good message Um, and impact and and change some lives and and really change my own as well. Um, But for those of you that are thinking about posting on LinkedIn and you maybe don't have a lot of followers or something like that, like it is not about that. Obviously, as I said earlier, when you get a louder microphone, it helps you and have more influence and everything like that. But like your identity should never be found in that. And if you put your hope in 10,000, as soon as you get there, you're just going to want 20. And so my encouragement to you is really have a date with yourself and say, you know what do i want like if if linkedin or or starting a business or whatever is something i want to pursue then um then i'm gonna go for it and and i'm gonna not be afraid to fail like i'm just gonna do it um but do not put your hope in that because it ultimately will um leave you uh empty ultimately but guys this has been awesome i just wanted to share this with you share a couple of the tips that i learned uh, and document this for me so I can listen back one day and, and laugh at myself but um, if you don't follow me on LinkedIn come follow me <laughs> alright y'all have a good one you know me guys I have to play the music I can't not say it, it is time for you and me to wake up and lead